is Tuesday, June 23rd. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Here, McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, and the Internet's finally back here in southeastern Pennsylvania. We apologize for uh, not being able to go on the air last night, but we're back. The Xfinity guys came uh, a little bit ago, Zach, so we're in good shape here. Oh, there we go. We got the uh, got the electronics, got the Wi-Fi figured out. It's, it's a good day. It's yeah, I'm looking day. at the OBS uh, color right now. It's green. Green means go, so we're doing great. Oh, we love that. No more yeah, choppiness. Well, oh, we're... We're a fully tuned athletic machine now, baby. Well, I was even asking you before we jumped on, like, is this the placebo effect or does it actually seem like our, like our dialogue and everything does seem a little bit more uh, like less robotronic. So I think it might be a little bit placebo, but I'm going to keep telling myself it's not because it feels great right now. It feels great. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. It, it definitely seems, I don't know. I'm probably losing my mind, but, um, <laughs> but we got to make up for the lost time, right? We got to make up for yesterday. We got a great show lined up. Uh, and, and look at that. We actually started on time. That's pretty good too. Uh, but we got a lot uh, in store for everyone. Obviously MLB uh, returning is a hot topic right now. Um, football's right around the corner. Uh, there's some news there that we'll, we'll dive into. Well, it's all, obviously it's a Tuesday. So we'll do our, uh, our weekly show versus street segment on Tuesdays. Um, and a lot more. So, yeah, we have a great show lined up, so we can't wait for everyone to tune in. But I'll tell you, you know how we always do it. Zach, do you want to get us started with some clickbait? Oh, let's do it. We always got to get fired away on the, uh, the clickbait because <laughs> it's, it's out there. Um, <laughs> so, again, I was I always seem to feed off of ESPN for some reason, but it's just like clickbait lives there, I feel it's like. It's a factory, yeah. Yeah, especially during this time with everything with sports or lack thereof. <laughs> so, this time, I think this might be my first ever clickbait from college football. So really going, yeah, we're going to go that direction. So the article that is my clickbait is titled most exciting player to watch in each top 25 college football team. So as most of you would probably think that this is like this, the standard, Oh, we're going to take the skill position players from every top 25 team. And basically that's what it was. It's just extremely opinionated to the point where like, it's just, it's just nonsense. Like I think I looked at all 25 and I think there might've been four or five defensive players and they were all like, there was one linebacker, I think Michael Parsons from Penn state. So I like, he's that. good. I like him yeah. a lot, by the oh, way. He's great. But everyone else was like a safety or cornerback for the remaining four defensive players. And then on offense, it was either quarterback, wide receiver, running back. It was like your, your typical, Oh, pick, you know, whatever exciting means to you, pick your exciting players that you like to watch. And most people are going to gravitate just to the offense you know, the team could have a stud offensive lineman who's going to be the first pick or top five pick in the NFL draft, but we're going to overlook him for the most flashy player. It just, just doesn't make sense. Well, it's it's their typical thing, right? Yeah. They always do this. Um, it, it, oh, ESPN is, like I said, it's a factory for cloak beat. But no, I agree. I mean, right, like I, I just – one, I always when I always stop and ask the question when an article is written, what's the point of it? And really, what do we what do we stand to gain from that? I, I don't – it's just throwing your hat in the ring and guessing, yeah. right? Like not to mention, first of all, the top 25 we always see in the first few weeks, it always gets turned over. So it's like it doesn't really – it doesn't matter. It's like saying like, like writing an article, what's like, like labeling the top 10 best preseason games and, you know, for the NFL. It's like, yeah, yeah that, that seems cool, but like, in reality, what difference does it make once the season starts? It was all, you know, for, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like I appreciate the opinion articles because it's like speak your mind. If it if you have an opinion that's worthy of like has value to it, this one does not have value to it at no, all. No, June, June and July, I feel like are the clickbait. It's like it's clickbait heaven mm-hmm. for fo- like for football season, yeah. right? Because you have all, it's like right before you're kind of salivating, especially now with everything going on. We haven't had any sports since March. <laughs> We went yeah. a full season without it. We went the entire month of spring without sports pretty much. So, I mean, yeah. you know, 
it's horrible. Yeah, Since that of, point, they're going to always be throwing this stuff at us. Yeah, and of course, you know, now with some of the coronavirus upticks and some of the college programs, of course, they're going to throw something like this out to try to hopefully smoke screen everybody from, you know, the oh, Well, they got to try something new, too. It's just I hate those articles so much by them. Like, like throw like throw out, like, your top five teams that are going under the radar or something or teams yeah. to look out for. Like, there's an idea for something, us, maybe. Like, but like, something, something real like that. that has substance. But they won't do that because that's not what they're about. They're about the clicks. They're not about the content. Yeah, they're just about quick throw it out. Let's get clicks. Yeah, that's quick clicks. Yeah, that's all they want. Quick clicks, yeah. Um. All right, but I'll tell you, it's funny. Guess, guess who I'm going with? Uh, uh, same network oh, uh, shocker oh, yeah um it's not just right. anderson i can tell you that i know i know she's she'll find her way back on this show i guarantee you in this in this department but um like i said espn i hate the espn plus ones i feel so bad for anyone that that actually bought that for the sake of reading those articles right like if you want to get it for like the 30 for 30s or if you want to get it for watching mma that's one thing but nah, if you're watching it for this or for, to read these that's horrible but anyway um so I saw this, Zach, the best oh. NFL team of the decade. And you got, I mean, well, first of all, that's five of the 10 right there. Right? Like. So th- three of them are the Seahawks. Like, was this person born and raised in Seattle who wrote this? Clearly, they like the Legion of Boom. Um, but no, like, I just hate, I hate these articles in general, right? When they compare, like, the team, like, the 2017 Flyers versus the 2014 Flyers. It's like, oh, who cares? Right in hockey, it's like right in basketball. Oh, by the way, would LeBron James Cavs beat LeBron James Heat? I don't care. Right. What difference does it make? And 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 ESPN loves to do this, and I, I it drives me insane because all it does is get people in the sports world a little fired up, right? Because let's let's just for fun see the the you know the Giants, the Eagles, uh, and the Packers were all like in that list. And all of a sudden, they're all ranked a little bit differently. And then you, me, and Chad might feel some type of way and just be like, well, I mean, I, I get it's all BS, but, like, obviously the Packers are the best one on that team. You know, like, you're like, oh, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, right, that's that's all those articles do is get people to get argue with each other, and I hate them so much for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first thing that I thought was, like, oh, where did the 2011-2012 Giants rank? And, you know, they're not on there. So I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, you're exactly right. You pick on your personal – you know, it's, 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 a, it's yeah, honestly, I guess that point it was there's five teams that missed it. It was what the 2010 Packers, the, the Eagles in 2017, 2018. And then you guys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we probably didn't deserve to be on the top five list. I'll be, I'll be honest. Cause that was kind of another one of those runs we made type thing. But yeah, we were so, the six seed. So, you know, Giants fan. Yeah. As a Giants fan, of course, you're going to look to see you know, where my team's at, but same thing with the Packers or the Eagles, right? Of course. Of course. Who's got Chuck? Yeah. I mean, look the, the Patriots were only on there once. <laughs> I don't know. ESPN's just junk. We all know it too. Yeah, like ESPN's great for providing sports, like live sports. I, just scores, scores, and airing sports. That's it. And, right. and, and I'm not even saying they do a good job. They just they're just good at carrying because they have so many networks. They can carry so many things. I'm not necessarily like right. applauding them uh, on their presentation per se. It's more like, all right, well, uh, Temple's got Tulsa tonight. All right, well, I guess we're on ESPN News. Yippee! Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty much the best thing they do. Besides, like we'll say the 30 for 30, that whole group is good too. But yeah. Well, it's funny. That's a perfect segue, I feel like, to our, our, our next topic. So that's one area I, I do love 30 for 30s. We talk about it all the time on the show, whether it was the last dance or right. There's a bunch of different ones. But I think the thing that's really interesting about them, it's like reading a book in an hour and a half because there's usually so many little different nuances to the games and the, and the moments that you don't realize, especially us, like, 
you know, at the age of 28, a lot of these documentaries, they either came out when we were real little kids, before we were born, et cetera. So it's always fun to kind of learn a little bit more about those different areas and different parts of sports. Uh, and I always feel like there's, I was about to try to like pull out like a metric, like once a year or like twice a year. I would say like maybe once or twice a year, there's always like that one, like, like mind blowing stat that comes across or something, or another word, a fact, something that everyone somehow knew, but you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And like, you right. Like it, even, I mean, obviously it happens in real life, but in sports, especially, uh, and I feel like they come across when you watch those documentaries. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, like for me, for example, it wasn't even a stat per se. It was more like a huge championship run that I was never aware of. I, I, you know, I, for, so mine is, uh, for me, it's the 1983 North Carolina state, uh, Wolfpack men's basketball team with, oh, Jim, yeah. with Jimmy V. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. And this is really embarrassing that like we're trying to run a sports podcast and, I can sit here and be a co-host and, and, and not, never know this story until a couple months ago about Jim Valvano and the, the run that they made and the incredible. Oh, well, I mean, know. and there's so much even within that with like Hakeem Olajuwon being on and Clyde Drexler being on that Houston team. Oh yeah, like by Slamma Jamma. Like I never knew anything about that stuff. Yeah, and uh, University of Virginia. I forget uh, who their player was at the time, but he was he was a killer too um, in the ACC tournaments. Mm, Should we I, ask Alexa? What year was it? 1983. Alexa. Oh. Uh, I'm having trouble connecting to you. You know what? Let's, I have an idea. We're going to restart her. Because the internet actually is working quite fine now. So you know what? Let's let's table that. That's a tough one. I feel like no we should almost give her two points for that one if she gets it. Yeah. All I remember was this guy was a giant down low and was, was just dumb. Anyone dominant. in the chat that was alive for them somehow know it. <laughs> Um, you're right. No, exactly. Uh, Ralph Sampson. That's right. Yeah. That's it. There it is. Oh, perfect. Oh my God. I would never remember Thank that. You. Yeah. Well, oh, that's spot on. Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Oh my God. Somehow I feel like that's a bill fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love so it. Going for the 30 for 30s. I watched the survive in advance. Uh, that's Nina's like favorite 30 for 30 of all times. So yeah. She it like several times a year. So I had to get on that bandwagon, you know, so, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so, a great story too. Oh yeah. It's like, after I watched it, it was like, I had goosebumps just, you know, with Jimmy V, how, uh, it is a bill fact. Yeah, it's a bill fact. <laughs> with Jimmy V, just all this, the, everything he went through, obviously, and just the adversity, like no one gave him a chance. Everyone thought he was crazy. This Italian dude coming down North Carolina, yeah. like it's just, and what he did with that team who wasn't really like the top 25. Oh yeah. Per se. It's just incredible, and just the run that they went on. I don't want to spoil too much because I think if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. So, definitely for me, it wasn't really a, a moment. It was more like a national championship team, which is sad to say. But I'm glad I I saw it sooner than later. I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's it's cool to like remember this. I'm trying to think now. I hate myself for this. Wasn't Jordan on that NC like UNC team in those days? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Was he, because uh, they, NC State beat that North Carolina team. I think it was in the ACC semifinals. And he was on the team? That NC, yeah, for that ACC uh, tournament to get into the March Madness. That's wild. I'm pretty sure they beat Virginia in the finals of the ACC tournament. It's a hell of a road. Yeah. Can you imagine just dealing with all, like I said, all that adversity and uh, being, being those teams just to get to the dance and then you're exhausted for playing all those guys and you get to the big tournament and it's like I think oh, they it's played one of the Pe- cool stories of sports yeah I think they played Pepperdine 
in uh, the first round of the tournament, they almost lost. Like it was one of those. Yeah, things yeah. Had to wake up. Yeah, yeah. Just great story. J- Jimmy B is the big part of the story, really. Oh, definitely. Um, it's my. I'll, I'll kind of keep it. Um, actually, I was about to say. I don't know why I was going to keep it. Not not in basketball. I'm going to baseball. I don't know. It's been a long day. Like I said, we're dealing with the internet and et cetera. But all right, look. Um, so I there's a, there's a lot of things I didn't learn. This is like one stat that I learned or like thing I learned, I should say not a stat, like a moment I learned that just unlocked like three different things that I realized in the same sitting that mm. happened to come to be. All right. So first of all, I didn't realize Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad played professional baseball. Second of all, I didn't realize Ken Griffey Jr.'s dad played for the Mariners. Third of all, I didn't realize that they play together at the same time for the same team. And fourth of all, uh, and this is actually the stat that, or the thing I found out first, which led me to all three of those, was I didn't realize they went back to back in a game. There you go, There's, uh, Junior going after that. I mean, like, like I, can I can I ask you a question? Did you did you know this? I knew that his dad played. I knew they were on the same team at some point. I think briefly. I never. I didn't know the back to back part though. That's really cool. Like, could you how, imagine? How old were you when you knew this? I. I I, don't, I had no I honestly, idea. Honestly, I'm not sure. I think when I was little, I knew that they played that uh, his father played just from like collecting baseball. How cards. have I? How have I gone through Father's Days and like watching baseball every Father's Day usually, right? In some way or another, with my dad, like, and then and, and no broadcasters ever mentioned that. How is it that literally, like the, the the first time I'm seeing on Facebook was this year? All of a sudden, they're like, oh, by the way, remember that? It's like, what? yeah, I think I, I saw a lot with Ken Griffey this year, and I think it was because it, it doesn't have the documentary. I want to see the one on the MLB Network. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. That looked like we really. That was good. the they said that he didn't want to play for the Yankees so badly. Yeah, which is incredible because in today's generation, I'm sure everyone would be signing up to play for them. AKA well, the LeBron. Well, so the story I think and. I only saw like a minute, I guess, like of like a tease for it. But it was uh, basically, I think when he was a kid or like a teenager or whatever, they were in New York. And before the game, he was uh, sitting in the dugout with his dad hanging out. And someone like one of the crew people said like, sorry, like uh, George says, like no one else is allowed in the dugout right now. Um, and he's like looking and like someone, I forget who he said, but someone on the Yankees, like their kids like taking grounders out there, like playing with their, like, the, like the players and stuff. And he's like, kidding me like really so like ever since then he hates him i was like that's awesome actually uh, that's i love so the bitterness you know what i mean hey that's what drives competitiveness right I think oh yeah awesome. yeah and i always felt like he was a classy ball player too yeah beautiful swing too oh my gosh i know i know, I know. it's cool too and i went out to um to seattle and saw that ballpark just like kind of all the kind of you know like uh what's the word i'm looking for just uh like the aura of yeah the- yeah and like the honor gnome and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah that's but- cool yeah he was a so he started there, then he went to the Reds, right? Did he go anywhere else? Yeah, he did go to the Reds. Um, here, let's, let's try that out. Alexa, which teams did Ken Griffey Jr. play for in his career? In his career, Ken Griffey played for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, so she did Ken Griffey, not Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, oh, good call. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Alexa, which teams did Ken Griffey Jr. play for in professional baseball? Here's something I found on Wikipedia. George Kenneth Griffey Jr., nicknamed Junior and the Kid, is an American former professional baseball outfielder who played 22 years in Major League Baseball. Okay. Well, Which I think teams quite... did he play for? Darn. 
I don't know. I can't give her credit. That's yeah. that's like when the teacher was like asking, it was like a pop quiz and it'd be like, can you spell this? And they, the kid got it wrong, but they mixed up two letters and they're like, well, you mixed up two letters. Like try yeah. again. And then they mix up two other letters and you're like, ah, they don't know. Yeah. Or, or they don't know <laughs> how to spell the word, but they can tell you the definition or. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like yeah. The origin that was... of the word. Look, so what are my notifications while we're at it? You know, I must just clear that out. So just not asking me later. <laughs> it's probably that my coconut water got delivered. A shipment has arrived. Including yeah. vitamins. Nice. There you, there you go. go. Look at that. Got your vitamins. vitamins are here too. Yeah, you got to get your vitamins. What kind of vitamins are you taking, by the way? Uh, off here. So you got to do a little vitamin B, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, let's see. It's uh, it's Pharmagaba. So I think that's got, let's see, it's got in here. It's got some good stuff. It's for sleep, uh, sports performance, and stress. There you go. Yeah. That's nice. I don't know. Maybe there is no vitamin B in there. I thought there was. <laughs> I don't know. Really, <laughs> look how much I know. All right. Well, I know for a fact Griffey Jr. played for the, the Mariners and the Reds. I know for a fact. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see that segment. <laughs> no, hey, I asked the question what vitamins you're taking. I, so. <laughs> I would love I she should know that. That's actually that's that's no good. Yeah, she, um, that's an error. She she bobbled that ground ball. Like yeah, a, yeah, it was yeah, keeping the baseball ball. circuits. Yeah. Um, all right, but I'll tell you, speaking of that, let's let's keep it, let's keep the baseball chatter going. So obviously, uh, some optimism, right? Today the MLB um has announced kind of last night it was one of the talking points we're going to talk about and and obviously now we can talk about it more because there's a little bit more detail behind it um but the mlbpa the players association uh has informed mlb that they'll report on july 1st for uh a july 24th opening day and there'll be 60 games i guess so they each have like six days off um and they're just obviously trying to finally uh, finalize all the stuff the protocols for the coronavirus and testing and all that fun stuff so all right, Zach. I mean, we're, you know, here we are. I mean, we're, we're getting there. I mean, now there's a lot of different things to jump into. Like, oh, do you think they're actually going to play the game, Zach? But like, all right, let's <laughs> to scale back. I, I not to, like, to make it about the article I wrote, but I was pissed when I wrote that. And I still am when I'm basically saying like, I don't I don't want you to come back because I know you don't care. And I, and I and, and right. I, I can't lie. When they say they're coming back, I'm like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I, I still love the game. Yeah. But at the same point, like, so where does that lead me as the consumer, a.k.a. the fan? So for me, I mean, I was diehard into baseball up until maybe three or four years ago. I kind of just lost it just just for some reason, just kind of lost its attractiveness to me. Um, but seeing their back and when I saw that they had 60 games, I was like, oh, baby, this is a sprint. Like basically every game is essentially it's not a playoff game, but it's like the game means that much more now knowing that, hey, we don't have 162, we only have 60. So the season's cut almost a third <laughs> to what it usually is. So right? each game yeah. means more. So, like, yeah, your stats and, like, all that type of stuff for, at the end of the season aren't going to be what they, you know, typically would be, obviously. But I'm excited just because each game means a lot more now. So for me, you're probably, I'm probably going to watch more baseball this year than I have the last two or three years combined. <laughs> See, this would have been a perfect show versus street segment for me, actually, I guess, because kind of right, like, as – as a Marlins fan, I'll actually walk in that way. I've never thought I would ever walk in a segment saying mm-hmm. as a Marlins fan with like such ring in my voice. But I, as a Marlins fan, you got to sign up for this. Right? <laughs> 60 yeah. games. Like, screw up. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Right. If they won the World Series, I'll be doing cartwheels around here. Like, you know, so it's it's no different than at the NFL. If you were a team like the Bengals and they're like, all right, we're going to have like a seven game season. You're like, 
just trying to win a few games. I don't know. Like, I, 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 that's kind of the mindset. Yeah, I mean, hey, you go four and three, you might have a chance in that case. And, and baseball, <laughs> I think, is a little more flukier than that. Like, so, like, you never know, you know? Oh, yeah, we've, uh, we've seen some crazy stuff where teams get go on like a 10 I mean, they've done it for 162-game season. Do you know that they're the only team – this is crazy. One, they're the only team that spawned, I guess, two World Series and never won a division. They've never won the division before. And they're the only team to never, ever lose a playoff series before. Who's that? Uh, yeah, how about that? The, Mar- the Marlins? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They've only wow. been in the playoffs twice ever. They won the whole thing both times. Oh, hey, there you go. That's, That's boomer, it. That's it. They, they, made the, they made it as a wild card both times, and they won the whole thing. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, like, so if you're a team of – not just the Marlins, right, but, like, any of those, 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 those smaller teams, right, that you know that you've never – like the Orioles, like teams that you know have no shot. You kind of like this if you're if you're a fan of like the Yankees, the Dodgers. It's the other way around because now all of a sudden yeah. this is turned into. See, I, you know what? Damn it! What's going to happen is I'm going to watch all these games because mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I mean, think Zach. Think of it this way, right? Like, and I, this is across the board, not just because my team sucks and now they have a little bit more of a chance. I guess <laughs> their, their their chances improve up by like oh, two and a half percent. Like you know, like whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know what their odds are. Yeah, right. Um, that'd be fun to look at. But uh, but no, I, like the best of both worlds to that because I think one sports is coming back, which we need. And then on the flip side, you want to see all these games now. They all mean something, right? Like gone are the days, right, where it's the first weekend in June and we're sitting down chatting, right? Like, you know, we're having having lunch or something with like our parents or something. We're talking about, you know, the baseball season and we're saying, oh, well, the Phillies, uh, they got the Reds. So, I mean, you know. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what they do. No, there is no more of that. You got to, every game means something. It's similar to the NFL. They only play 16 games, and each game is. You, you got to win pretty much every series. Right. It's vital. So, yeah, exactly with baseball, it's you got to win at each series. You can't. You I would, can't I would almost, um, I'm trying to think. If you do the math, uh, let me try this real quick. Curious. I want to see basically what, like, what the equivalent would be for, hold on, let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 60 games yeah all right so it's essentially four, like three and a half four games for baseball is the equivalent of one football game wow so think about that so every series is basically like a football game yeah that's so pretty cool oh that, that's, a, that's Dude, if you get fantastic. swept that's like losing a game like a, like a game in the football like like it's like losing a divisional game you get swept by some of your division that's a that's a fantastic way that's kind of fun now yeah. you think of it from that lens oh yeah yeah. Woo! Oh, big time. Yeah. No, it, that, that, that to me, that should bring fans back to the game. But all right, here's what sucks. Cause like, you're right. I'm like, I am so in for this, but at the promise, it's like, I hate Rob. I, I hate it. Uh, they, like, I hate what they did to us. They don't care about us. This is just like us making our own. It's almost like if someone just exiles us onto an Island, the Island turns out to be a great time. We don't thank the people that shipped us over there. It's just it's coincidental that we made the best of it, right? Like and that's kind of with Rob Manfred. It's like okay, this is kind of cool that, but like by no means did he handle the situation well. No, not at all. I know, and you're right. They showed their true colors. They don't. They don't care. At the no. end of the day, it's, it's big business, and they showed that that's all they really care about. Exactly. They don't give one iota. No. <laughs> one. So I mean, that's and that's what's kind of tough because I hate myself coming in as a consumer and being like. It's back. And, like, you see how excited I am? Mm-hmm. I'm all giddy. I'm going to watch every game. Well, me it's too. Like like I, there's only 60 of them? 
Yeah, and me too. Like I said, I haven't really been into baseball for the last several years, but I know I most likely will be this season. I might even buy MLB TV. I want, I want to see all their games now. Yeah, because every game means like we just oh, said, yeah. means that much more. What if it's a it's almost like the fan, the consumer. <laughs> this is I don't want to be I don't want to get really dark. We, well, we can we can skip what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want to if you want to throw it out there, I'm kind of interested now. I was going to say, the fan is like the addict to whatever they're addicted to. Oh, no, to. I totally and, agree. We're like drug and, addicts. Yeah, and they're giving <laughs> us they're, yeah, and they're giving us like 40% worth, and we're like, all right, numble that down, right? Right, like, we're right. We're, we're just like, you know what? Uh, it's like you, everyone's seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not hard, it's not hard to, 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 to try to draw a parallel between this and that. I mean, no. I agree. It's ridiculous. And the problem is we're going to be watching it. Yeah. And you're and we are going to be the Jesse Pinkett. Like you said, mm-hmm. just, you know, like. I need it. You know, that, that Marlins hat's going to be on. Yeah. Like, you know, like on a Tuesday night after the show where there's nothing on, you're going to throw on some. I was about to say, what, what happens when sports comes back? Mm -hmm. Then what? Yeah. It's going to be great because we'll have a lot more, a lot more to to talk about. Oh, dude, if if, if Marlins games are on in the background, oh, I'll be yelling. Oh, that would actually be kind of fun. Oh, there we go. We'll live stream the uh, emotional roller coaster. We could do it. I'm sure we'd be breaking some type of copyright laws by doing that. <laughs> streaming a stream. It's like bootlegging a movie with Brody and Seinfeld. Um, all right. But anyway, speaking of movies, right. Um, all right. This is, this is a fun segment. Uh, yeah. I like this uh, on a few levels. Now, I'll tell you, you want to walk us in. Cause there was a little bit of miscommunication going. I'm glad you texted me. Cause I, it's funny. There was something today I wanted to text you about. And I was like, I know I got to ask Zach something. <laughs> I wanted to clarify this segment and be like, wait, are we talking about people that would play us or vice versa? So, Actually, I guess I'll walk it in for a second. So we were talking mm-hmm. about actors and movies and things like that. And we were saying, if you could pick one person, um, to, I guess I, this is my interpretation of what the segment was, but obviously we can, we can kind of expand it off of this. But if you had to pick one person to play you as a role in a movie, who would it be? And then to your point, what was yours? You said uh, you had uh, the sports in general. Yeah, well, yeah, so basically the thought of it came from Jamie Foxx is, is being chosen to play. There we go. Yes, thank you for saving the moment there. Oh, no, you're good. No, but yeah, Jamie Foxx is being, is be, was chosen to play Mike Tyson in an upcoming uh, biopic that they're throwing out, which I think is going to be phenomenal, by the way. And they showed pictures of Jamie Foxx, like his body transformation and his haircut already. Like he looks a lot like Tyson. And, and of course, just, I obviously forgot to load that up for the show, but I saw the pictures. You're right. Yeah, no. It, so that's what kind of spurred the uh, the inspiration for uh, for this segment. So we can do both. Where we're uh, if you could choose an actor or an actress to play any athlete in a biopic that say wasn't hasn't been out yet, who would you choose? And I, I kind of like your spin though. Like, who would you pick to play us? That's I yeah. Because like I never All thought right. about that before. So I'll tell you, I'll have you go first because I'm going to try to actually think them on this one on the top. Um, okay. Because you had two good ones. Yeah, do you want me to just roll both of them? Yeah, roll them off, and I'll try. I'll try to pick something off on the fly. Okay, so the first one is more of a serious one. Uh, so Dale Earnhardt, um, I would love to see a biopic. There's there's been some bi- biographical movies about Dale Earnhardt, but not like a like not like a biopic that everyone's aware of. Like the movie Three came out probably eighteen years ago on ESPN two. That was kind of a wasn't really that great, but like racing fans like me loved it. But anyway, I would like to see a legitimate one come out with a big name actor, Mr. Sam Elliott, from um, he was in Roadhouse and uh, A Star Is Born. He was in A Star Is Born okay. as well. All and right. My main reasoning is the mustache. 
I mean, look at the mustache. Yeah, yeah, that I Sam can see Elliott that. Has and Dale Earnhardt's right, and I feel like Sam Elliott has a kind of a rugged, like car country type vibe to him that kind of fits the mold of Dale Earnhardt, like in the Wrangler jeans and all that on the ranch and on the racetrack. The only thing is, is Sam Elliott's got a real deep voice and Dale Earnhardt doesn't. But hey, I just like I think the you can make it work. You can make it work. Hey, it's Hollywood. They can make anything. Yeah. yeah. They fake a lot of stuff. Yeah, they, they sure do. Because um, Dale Earnhardt, the thing with Dale Earnhardt, um, obviously, like, I think a lot of people might forget about him in our generation, but he was probably the, the he was the greatest NASCAR racer of all time and obviously died tragically at, uh, at Daytona. But he had a whole other side to him off the racetrack and he was called the Intimidator and just like his mental psychological game in racing is like a whole sports psychology like you could write a book on that alone just how he would he would literally he was just very quiet and he would just race and race very hard and kind of had a mamba mentality if you will on the racetrack and uh he actually fun fact got the nickname the intimidator because before each race uh all the racers would go to a room and they would take like your blood pressure and your vitals make sure you were healthy and every time dale and hart walked in the room everyone's heart heart pressure or uh, blood pressure like spiked immediately because they were all like intim- intimidated by him. Okay. I don't know if you knew that, but I just, no, think I did cool. not know that. Yeah. I think that's cool. So I would love to see like a fresh actual, like well done biopic of Dale Earnhardt out there. Okay. Like, I like that. And, and, and I feel like uh, just to step it back, I feel like a movie like that would be good too, because it would like kind of really kind of bring us in. Cause you're right. I don't, I hate to say this, right. I don't, you know, you know, I'm not like a big NASCAR guy. Right. So mm-hmm. if you said, Oh, Karen, tell me about what you know about Dale Earnhardt. I'd be like, he was a really good racer that died and, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is his son. Like, I, like right. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know. Um, yeah. So I, like, right. I think it'd be like a really good area too. I think it would be good for the sport. Like we see all these other 30 for thirties, for example, like Jackie Chan or um, was it Jackie? No, not Jackie Chan. It was uh, what's his name that came out the B water. One. Oh yeah. But Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. Duh, yeah. yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan. Oh my gosh. Um, like we see those type of they both, they mastered the martial arts game in movies and stuff absolutely right so like we see all these different areas of sports come out and i think a sport like nascar kind of needs a facelift you know in the younger generation as far as interest and viewers because that's slowly been going down since he's passed away so could revitalize the sport a little bit yeah okay and then what was the other one <laughs> yes yeah, so i like this one this was kind of a so at first i thought about having there be a whole biopic of the marlins and the cubs in that and how the marlins want to win the world series but this is crazy because my dad and i and my mom were all watching this weekend the three of us were watching the catching hell 30 for 30 oh really That's oh so yeah well, yeah so oh, anytime I, I can honor the marlins two minutes of glory i'll always do it oh there you go so <laughs> so um yeah, so Steve Barman, right, the infamous, he caught the ball when it was still obviously going to be in play, and Moise Salou was going to catch it. And, and if they would have caught that, the Cubs most likely they were up three. Oh, up. it's over. I don't think he ever catches it. We can, we're we going to talk about that action in yeah. a second after this. Yeah. But, but, yeah, go so, ahead. Sorry. And this is me showing self-control and not jumping in to be like, oh, you're good. <laughs> so my, moment. <laughs> my actor to play Steve Barman is uh, – I'm not even going to say his real name. I'm just going to say McLovin. Yeah. Who plays McLovin? I forget his full Actually, name. let me check. Alexa, who plays McLovin in Superbad? According to an Alexa Answers contributor, the character McLovin was played by actor Christopher Mintzglass. Did that That's, answer your question? There you go. That's what That's I saw. I just, I just didn't write down. Yep. It was like a hyphenated. You did a great job, Alexa. Yeah. 
But I just, I, I just think they both fit that mold of like, no offense, Steve, but just a little bit like kind of like the dorkiness, dorky, like you know, yeah, yeah. So I think that would be good. And I actually, actually, gonna, I could totally see that. That's such a good one. Like if you look at them face to face, like side by side, they actually kind of resemble each other a little bit. Yeah. And then the whole biopic could be maybe about like the backstory to Steve's life and his fanhood. And then the, yeah, you know, I had another one that you could play for him. Jesse Eisenberg. Ooh, oh, yeah. The social is, network. Yeah. Oh, there you go. They're like, perfect. yeah, yeah. Cause they fit, like you said, they fit that kind of like dorky, like, you know, quiet yeah. vibe. Oh yeah. Oh, I love I that. See that for sure. See, all right. So I got one um, that's kind of off the rails. And I'm not trying to be a homer thinking about Brett Favre, but I was thinking Woody Harrelson is Brett Favre. <laughs> hey, I can see that. Yeah, that'd be kind of a good one. Just the 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 wildness. Maybe even McConaughey, I feel like one of those like those uh kind of like down south, Texas, Louisiana, you know, I'm playing football. Like the the good old boys, guns. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, oh yeah. No, I, I well, that's actually really good. I can see that for both Woody Harrelson or McConaughey. Yeah. Um, all right, but I'll tell you, so so without further ado, we we we, we, we were kind of characters ourselves here, you know, a little bit here uh, around uh, living room sports talk. So um, this uh, is this weird because it's funny. I thought this was kind of funny. And then as like I loaded it up, I'm thinking like, well, what if the audience doesn't really know us? Like then we're just like, oh, I'm this person. They're like, all right, I guess I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah, but no, I think, I think we can, you know, first of all, there's only two people watching us right now. So, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> um, so, you know, all right, without further ado, let's, let's roll into it. Uh, so, do you want to go first? Get your uh, the Italian the Italian flow going for who would play you in a movie? Oh yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. All right. So what do you got? Yeah. So I'm thinking when I look, you know, my last name's not Italian, but I am three quarters Italian, believe it or not. And oh, he just shaved the- before the show. That's why you already got a full beard. That's right. I already got the five o'clock shadow going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going uh, Michael Imperioli, a good old Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yes. That- that's one of my favorite shows of all time, by the way. I've seen it twice, start to finish, like the whole thing. I, it's funny you said because I literally, when I was loading the highlights for this, I, I think I might rewatch it just because I love the, like, even just the scene, the one I have loaded up is uh, not that you would ever lose your cool at a, at a bakery like this, but you know, you've been waiting. I, I could see if you're waiting all day, it's been a long moment, you know, you're getting a little heated and, you know, things, you know, it starts to escalate, yeah, especially I, if the guy starts, you know, saying some inappropriate things back to you. Yeah, I am known to, to lose my temper from time to time. So it, it does kind of fit fit Christopher's mold pretty well, I would say. I do own a leather jacket like that as well. So Do you really? I do. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. This yeah. is a great scene too. Yeah. It's, so it's funny, Nina's actually watching The Sopranos right now. She's on the last season. Like this is the first time she's ever watched it. So she's watched the whole series. So oh. I'll I'll casually peep in for an episode or two. So. Oh, that's great. Oh, you have to. Dude, yeah. I, it's such a great, I mean, especially the early seasons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. It's funny. You said Chris, like we said Christopher as well, because Christopher and Paulie were my two favorite characters. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, like I said, you got the whole Italian, you know, thing going here. It's, oh yeah. Look at this. This Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a Giants fan too. So I appreciate that. Is he really? I'm pretty confident that I know Tony Soprano in the show is because they had Giants games on all the time on their TV, like, you know, on the weekends. So Oh, and, and I mean, honestly, especially, you know, this is a, as a, you know, New York fan and stuff, but the, the theme song, you know, driving up the Jersey Turnpike going North. Oh, going over the Gothel's bridge and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Ho- hopefully we're able to go to the preseason game this year with the Packers and giants and we'll, we'll play that song the whole way up there. <laughs> oh my God. I have, uh, 
you know, should I ask Alexa that one too, just to see if she can get, she can keep going. And I, I have it saved. It's on, uh, it's on, it's saved on my Spotify playlist, but. Well, I don't know who sings it. It's uh, Alabama something. Yeah, Alabama six or five. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Number. Oh yeah, but all right, but I, I mean, it's such a great show too. And um, no, but I'll tell you, it's it's funny too because I could see it. If you think about like if we had our guys like, uh, cause I guess should I roll into mine then? Yeah, oh, let's right. do it. Uh, so I felt like it's it's you know I'm a pretty sarcastic person. I feel like anyone that's even watched the show for about 15 seconds uh you know sees that with whether it's the eye rolls or the whatever you know just the the, the goofiness oh, yeah. um so i yeah i went with john krasinski <laughs> would play me in a movie you know kind of i guess based off more how he's like in gym in the office just kind of mm. clown around a little bit and just like not caring but you know does care deep down. like that whole you know the whole get up like uh even the shaggy hair right now because i haven't gotten a buzz cut you know well, you're both tall. You're both basketball players. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So I know I felt like uh, I feel like if I had to pick somebody uh, for a movie, he'd be, he'd he'd represent you know Club K Mac well. Oh, 100. percent I was actually just watching uh, the Doomsday episode before we got on on the podcast. Oh, tonight. you know it's funny. So can I ask you this? And I, I this uh, let's just might as well detour, right? Um, I have. Well, why am I clicking on my clickbait? There we go. There's my face. Um, <laughs> I have a <laughs> I have a question uh, for you because. I was even talking to my parents about this either it was over the weekend or last week. I think we were grabbing dinner, but we were talking about the office and it's almost like when Steve Carell left, it's like a different show. Obviously all those shows are kind of like that, but to that point, it's just kind of like, I I can't even tell you if I've seen the whole season, like (laughs) they're eight, nine, because once he's gone, it just. mm. See, it's, it's really funny. Um, I never got into the office until, until we were in, in college. So really, okay. When I got into the office, it was on their last season. So really? I really, yeah, like I might have watched four or five episodes prior, like when Steve Carell was still on the show, but I didn't dive fully in until he was off the show. And you know, so you got in at that stock on season nine. <laughs> yeah, the last that's season. an interesting time to buy that stock. I think it was because you know, I, I went to school, Mighty Grooves in business, so I was like, Oh, the office, like, let's check it out. Like, it was all like, you know, yeah, in the office business, like joking and stuff like that. So, I think that's kind of why. So, for me, that like season seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine don't really like they don't bother me because that's where I was like jumped in at basically so what were your thoughts then um when you went back and watched it again did you did you like it oh i loved it personally like i I love it um season nine yeah after after watching it all through season nine is probably my least favorite season but it's only because of the whole jim and pam bickering thing the whole time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that i didn't like it it didn't bother me that steve carell was off the show it bothered me more the whole back and forth with well and my issue was i felt like steve carell made everyone else their own natural character funnier because like mm-hmm. when he was gone ever like dwight had to do more and jim had to do more and like everyone had to be a little bit more like ridiculous and off the walls and i felt like that actually took away from everyone's character a little bit that's a good point i never thought of it that way you're exactly right though I'm yeah i just felt yeah, it's, it's, it's no different than when your point guard's gone and now everyone's trying to, you know, do their own thing on offense and, you know, they're, they're, they're better with Steve Nash finding the ball. That's right. What's your uh, what's your favorite episode if you have one? I'll put you on the spot. Oh, 100%. I got it. It's funny. So the drug testing one. So I can tell you, so I'll even remember vividly. And it's funny. It's I still think my favorite experience watching The Office was maybe the first three episodes um i watched i'll never forget it. It was so I was it was the summer going into my freshman year of high school. 
And I remember coming down the stairs on my dad and my sister were watching something on TV. And I said, what are you guys watching? They're like, oh, it's a show called The Office. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I keep seeing it. Like, because I was seeing a gazillion commercial sport mm-hmm. on TV. And I remember, oh, yeah, I, you know, so I was like, is it like, is it any good? So I sat down to watch it. It was the Office Olympics one. And it was hilarious, you know, so I was like, all right, this is pretty funny. So the next episode, so I only saw like the, the, like the half of it, right? Where he's like, question, where do I put my terrarium? Like, you know, that whole thing. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. so I was like in, like, thought it was pretty funny. And then the next episode was the drug testing one. <laughs> oh my God. Like that, I was like crying, laughing, just the way Dwight's in that, the, the police outfit. And then, oh, you know, yeah. when he's in inter- and ironically, like it's like with Jim, you know, like, well, how would you know if it erased, you know, <laughs> erased yeah. your memory? That's not how it works. Well, how would you know how it works? You know? Yeah. And then you got Creed who says, oh, that's uh, the specific name of cannabis. And he's see, like, okay. No, so see, that's the funny thing. So I was what, 13, 14. So didn't, <laughs> didn't fully get that, but it was, I was sitting there and either I was like after college and he's just like, this is Northern Lights, cannabis, indica. And I'm like, oh my god then Dwight's like no it's marijuana and I just like burst out laughing I was like oh my god I get that joke I didn't get when I was a kid but like I get it now uh oh yeah it has to be official and it must be urine oh yeah see I love the chat look at that it's such a good episode oh my god and then you know he's sitting there with with Oscar yeah have you ever pooped a balloon and then like he storms out and he's just like he's sure left in a hurry and then, he's, and then even doing this stuff like circling the joint in the parking lot and like doing like you know like yeah like, like, he's like doing the same yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i like how michael's like uh do i need i need your urine oh uh, my god I was michael's keys concert <laughs> and that was the best part you're right I, I completely forgot about that his explanation when he says like you know <laughs> first of all everything from him saying he went to an alicia keys concert by himself meeting a girl with a lip ring and he's like and i never meet girls with lip rings and she had one and then he's like everyone in the aisle was doing it you know <laughs> oh yeah no that that's an extreme i think i might watch that after we're done the show tonight because that's an extremely i think that's an underrated episode oh it is oh my god yeah and then the whole thing with like jinx buy me a coke with jim and pam like we all have, like there's so much like relatable stuff it's hilarious oh it's great um, oh my god and then and then michael just going 180 in the middle of it and just being like i was testing everyone today and you all fail <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude I, I think the dinner the dinner party does it for me really the one where this is the one where that with like when he hangs up the beer sign and yeah he, yeah yeah the uh st <laughs> paulie girl yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the neon sign yeah and then jane loses it throws the dundee at the, the plasma screen tv that's like yes. 18 inches yeah um, I love I think they were saying too, I was like watching something. I think they had, they had to like redo that take of him with that plasma TV like so many times. Cause ironically enough, I think it was Don Krasinski, like couldn't stop laughing <laughs> when he'd be like, I splurged for this plasma. And it's like the size of my laptop right now. Like, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's great. And then uh, the sliding glass door was broke because he ran through it because of the oh, ice cream, the ice cream <laughs> truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Dwight shows up with his babysitter. Yeah, yeah, it's strictly, <laughs> strictly coral, and that's all you need to know. Oh, and even there's so many little things like in that, like you, you start the dinner five hours ago from now or, or now, like it's right. like, don't ask those questions. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's great. Yeah, and then uh, what was what was Jan's assistant's name with the, with, with the band? Was it Austin? Trevor? Tre- Trevor, yeah, I think it's Trevor. It, yeah. hold, on, what, hold on, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Pretty sure, at least was it Trevor? Taylor? It was something like Tanner or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good trivia question. Oh, oh I forget. I should know this. Uh I can at least see her saying Austin? His name. Uh should we try to roll the dice with Alexa? Yeah, let's see. Alexa, if she does this, it's a grand slam. 
Alexa, in the TV show The Office, what is the name of Jan Levinston's assistant? Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, after the producers of The Office saw a series of prank videos that Prox did under the name Kenny Hunter, Spencer, they hired him to the chat. The Shout out to the chat. Oh, yeah, let's right. go. Yes, there it is. Perfect. Oh, yes. Do you yeah, want to read this? I, yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> now we're talking. Appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hunter. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, STV, I, I, I'm trying to read. I was trying to read the username. I am. I feel like every week I need to like do a video of just like we should almost do a reel of how poor I like read the names. But we love that on the chat. Thank you so much. That was phenomenal. Oh yeah, Hunter. Uh, yeah, He's Hunter. Nice. That's so. That's, oh my god. That's so. That's so spot on. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I can still hear the song in my head. But I'm not gonna sing it. Uh, it took me by. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. It was clearly about them like making like having sex or whatever and uh yeah 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 (laughs) oh wait him and jan hunter oh 100 percent made me did i miss that that, like made me a man that one night you made everything all right like oh Oh, hold on i have to i have to re-listen to that you're gonna have to watch it's season four so i I completely missed that see this is like the sports thing all over again i completely my mind's blown off that stat yeah yeah, you gotta rewatch that episode that's to me that's the funniest episode all right i'll have to go back then yeah. I love him when he uh, when he when the police come and he's like I did it and they're like well, you don't have to say you did it you just have to press charges you know <laughs> yeah that's the episode where he's like snip snap snip snap yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god oh my god yeah so all right so so speaking of that let's let's um let's get back to uh, some football chatter here so so speaking I mean I, I feel like some of this stuff that comes out is, is something of a movie um, with what goes on in the, in the sports world so. Did you hear the Dallas Goddard thing that happened, uh, you know, in the NFL world and out in South Dakota? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was out in South Dakota. I didn't know where it was, but yeah, that, I saw the video. It was, that's nasty. Yeah, well, so let's, I'll pull it up for everyone. So for anyone um, that didn't see, and, and this is blurry as hell, you're going to see Dallas Goddard right there. Boom. Just getting kind of popped in the bottom right there. I'll even kind of, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'll even, I'll even start that up real quick. One more for everyone so I can see it one more time. Um, and start right there. So it's kind of right there in the bottom right. You'll see in a second. So they're kind of like he's pushing someone off and then bang. He's getting, I mean, it gets popped yeah. right in the face. Um, and right, we saw these tweets before even the video came out that it said he had gotten sucker punched at a bar in South Dakota. Um, and you can kind of see this is obviously a very amateur video. So it's it's just not yeah. apologize for the, for the quality being a, a zero out of 10. Uh, but but that being said, right, so, so here we are. And, and I mean, Jesus, Whew, he got, yeah. got cracked in there. Um, all right, there's a lot of kind of questions. And the first one I actually have at the top of my list is, does this matter at all? You, you know what I mean, right? Like, I'm not trying, like, we're not trying to be TMZ or be like, oh my God, so what happened with Dallas Goddard? But no, like, if at the same point, it's like, okay, is that's a little like, if, like, does it matter? I guess, like, do you not want to, like, if, if that guy was on your team, I'm not even trying to be like, do you want to see that? Like, of course, no one wants to see that, but I, like, does this matter at all? Like, I, I, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So for me, like if that happened to someone on the giants, it would, I would want to know about it, but I would probably forget about it or like not really care much about it. As long as I knew he was okay within, you know, 24 hours. So it's really, to me, it's not really a big deal. It's just, I, I think what he was trying to do, there must've been a confrontation and he was just pushing someone away. Like, Hey, settle down. And then this guy's buddy, or someone who just wanted to make news probably was like, oh, that's Dallas Goddard, or, or get your hands off my friend, and then, you know, drunkenly just decides to sucker punch him. 
Well, it's funny too, not to sound like a preacher, right? Because I go out, but it's I saw the article today. I guess it was at 1 a.m. It's just like these are the things that happen at 1 a.m. Yeah. Well, it's like in How I Met Your Mother. We're going to bring up all kinds of sitcoms today where, where they say nothing good happens every 2 a.m. In this case, something good happens every 1 a.m. So, yeah. Is that what the quote is, 2 a.m.? Yeah, nothing's good. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah. See, I've heard <laughs> nothing's good after midnight, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure on that show it was, it was 2 a.m., but I can definitely see midnight. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. All been all there. yeah, for sure. But, um, right. Okay. So look at, first of all, um, what do you think? Does it matter? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I, I hate saying it like that. I don't know. But the thing that's kind of weird to me is like sucker punch, like sucker punch to me would be like, if you and I were sitting here for like 24 hours straight drinking, and we like are at that, you know, after the 24 hour mark, we don't know where we are, right? What's going on, right? And one of us says something, and the other person hits the person in the face. It's like, that's a sucker punch, right? Yeah. Like, if it's a stranger hitting you at a bar, like, and obviously the guy got, got charged with assault, but I'm like, that's assault. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not, yeah. that's you don't assault, like, be like, oh, yeah, some random guy hit me and sucker punched me. It's like, no, some random guy assaulted <laughs> me. It's yeah. like the Jerry, this guy accosted me, you know, yeah. in old school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It cost me. Yeah, sucker punch reminds me of like you eating at like being at lunch in high school or middle school, and someone just coming up and hitting you for no. Yeah, like yeah, it's a high that, school. That was fight. a vicious assault, absolutely. Because I think they said he got busted open pretty bad, didn't he? That was like an MMA punch. Yeah, oh man, he was knocked out cold. Yeah, he was down there for a while. Um, yeah. So I mean, whatever. I, I guess to that point, I don't. I think it's one of those things where I don't care unless you give me more of a reason to care. Meaning, right? Like if something mm-hmm. came out that like there was something serious that like, you know, I'm not saying there was at all, not at all, yeah. but I'm more just saying like in the event of like one of these type of things happening and like something more came out of it, then like, yeah, you're obviously more concerned about, but like, no, I don't, if it's just a drunken bar fight, it doesn't, I mean, one doesn't matter. The thing for Eagles fans, I will say is though, he needs to make that jump this year. That's my thought. That's, that's kind of my bigger takeaway from all this. I'm just kind of thinking like, all right, like everyone, if anything, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I feel like if there's anything I would take away from this, if I was, let's say I'm like, I'm an EOS fan. I'm just like, well, I don't like that. I'm he- I'm hearing about this. I want to see you doing a workout video. Like I want to, like, I want to see you take that next jump. And I, and I think he will, like, I'm, a, I'm, I, when I drafted him, I was like, this guy's gonna be really good. Yeah. And he still might be right. Like, Cause tight ends, I think actually take a lot longer to develop than most other positions in football. But that being said, and it's not really a correlation to this video. I mean, just more in general, I feel like he needs yeah. to kind of take that next step in general anyway. Yeah, I, I personally think he's a great tight end. Um, I just think his situation, how he's kind of the number two behind Ertz, obviously doesn't help. I think if Goddard was the number one guy, I think he would be probably a top eight tight end but, in the league. But think of it this way, like Ertz was like technically the number two behind Selleck. So you can have two tight ends, like especially mm-hmm. like their ages, like you can have one A, one B. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying in Tampa Bay, too, with Gronk and O.J. Howard. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you so, can. Um, all right, but also speaking of that, let's, let's, let's kind of move around the league a little bit. So um, I guess the biggest thing is Jamal Adams, right? You know, a lot of, uh, lot of chatter about him. And it's funny because I was thinking about using this as my clickbait. It was going to be my clickbait yesterday. Uh, but I guess the mm-hmm. Cowboys, Zach, are on the top of his list of teams to go to. Um, <laughs> that's great and all. Yeah. It's great, but – he doesn't get a pick. No, he has no say, <laughs> no say in that. And, and you, Karen, I'm sure you want a million dollars, right? I know I want a million dollars. We all want a lot of things, but some, we, we don't always get what we want. I, and, okay. So then you're right. And, and to that point, obviously what Dallas was on the top of that list or whatever. And everyone's Every, like, Oh no, man, if they get, if they get him, yeah. I'm almost like, good, get him. Yeah. 
Because, and I'll tell you, like, right, it goes back to the point I was making to you last week. These guys in the secondary, running backs, sexy weapons, think of, all right, I'm, I'm going to just go off and think about all the guys in the last, like, two years, let's say, mm-hmm. that were hot names that got moved somewhere. And teams like, I don't know, like, let's say contenders, teams that were like, oh, this guy needs, like, they need to go get him. It's going to take him to the next level, right? Okay, let's start with OBJ. Browns did nothing. No. Antonio Brown, Raiders. Yeah. Saw See ya. There. Right. Um, and, and I'm not like trying to like compare like and make them all the same thing. Hey, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and great. Like, I guess that was a little bit of like a weirder thing because it's like hot. But like, like, no, you're right. The, the idea of they can go somewhere else for more money and a new like in a new franchise. I mean, most sports it doesn't even work. Like, so to that point, okay, fine. So like the Jets haven't won much. They won anything with them, and I'm not. And I'm not saying that's a, that's his fault. I'm more saying if you, it, all right, you know it's funny because I, I I was trying to make this point last week and I probably didn't do a good job of it. I was like dancing around it, but here's the way I want to look at it. If your team sucks with him, and it's not his fault, well, like, how doesn't that speak volumes about like how much that position, even at its like maximum potential, can save? your team or lack thereof, right? You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, so, so you're saying he's great and the team still sucks. They didn't win anything. So all these teams that like anybody that just gets them. So let's say like, like the Cowboys get him. It's like, oh, well, that's really going to say, really? Because are you really sitting there right now and saying, oh, well, the Cowboys are so bad at secondary right now. They need him. No, right? Like, no, like, I mean, great. He might be obviously an upgrade, but this, yeah. it's almost like people look at it like if I had a thousand dollars and then you gave me another hundred, they're saying, "Oh, he's got eleven hundred dollars right now." I'm like, "No, this doesn't work that way." Like, if it, like if I trade, like you might be just getting whatever the value is in return. It's more like I have a thousand dollars. You gave me something that has a hundred dollar value, mm-hmm. but to me, it's only it, you know, it's it's in my pocket. I'm just it's just sitting there. I don't actually get a hundred dollars out of it. Yeah, it's just an extra little layer that you, that you need, but it's not the one that's going to take you to the next level, right? In my opinion, and I didn't, yeah. What you're saying, exactly. So I don't know. So what are your thoughts? I mean, like, because I know you were you were defending him and saying like he deserves to get paid, but I just think it's a very fine line because it's a position where you can't allocate that much of your team's salary cap to if you want to build another like a because basically my point is clearly you need more around him than just that because he can't do it himself. So, but at that point you can't do that if you have no money and you're paying it all to him. So that's yeah. kind of the you know. No, no. And, and I agree with you from a, a salary perspective, because as we've talked about, like the secondary players, like in safety, they don't really have that long of a shelf life as far as whether it's their legs or just their performance, their health. Like that's a hard hitting position that is susceptible to concussions and other injuries. Um, and that market doesn't really demand, doesn't call for like the over $15 million a year salaries. I mean, how many times have we seen a safety for example, jump from one team to the next and then be kind of a no name. Like look, look right. at Landon, look at Landon Collins. Not to talk about the Giants. But no, that's a, that's a really good example though. Yeah. Like with us, I mean, we weren't even that great of a team per se. We were that one year with him. He was a Pro Bowl safety, probably one of the top five, I would say, in the league. Maybe goes to Washington and he's now everyone is forgotten about. Him. Yeah, like think of all the guys, right? Um, yeah, like their their special talent. Like, who's yeah. who's the defensive end that the Rams trade for? Look at Jalen Ramsey, for example, the Rams. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like like there's some rare talent at safety position. Like going back, like obviously Brian Dawkins, Troy Polamalu, like those type of guys. Sean Taylor. Um, 
there's Dude, those there's, there's certain talent. positions you just draft and replenish right. that's that's it and like to your point there's guys that you can lock up for a while like a brian dawkins right and, and mm-hmm. even then the eagles like let him go a little bit and as much as it probably wasn't to the eagles fans liking because he was such a crowd favorite and like i loved him too as a player I made the right decision, let him go to Denver. He wasn't great those two years there before he retired. Yeah, no, and like you could say the same with John Lynch. Look at him in Tampa yeah. Bay, and then look at him in Denver. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. They, they, it's like a, the shelf life isn't there. There's so many. I mean, that's honestly why I'm a little bit like eh, about the Colts yeah. this year. Philip Rivers, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I feel like quarterbacks quarterbacks can be a little bit different because you saw what Peyton did, obviously with Broncos. Not that I'm saying yeah. the same guy. You know what I mean? Right. I so going back to Jamal Adams, another thing with him. He's only had two years in the league. Yeah, have they been two great years? That's it? Yeah, I think he's only been there, been in the league two years. So think, so think about it. He's had two stellar years, right? One of the best defensive players – well, the best defensive player on the Jets. Okay. I think he realizes what we're saying as far as the value, the, the market. His I stock's think he, never going to be higher than right now. No, and I think he's trying to get the most that he can, but some teams are probably like, oh, well, he's only had two years in the league. I don't want to make that investment, you know, whatever. Right. So it's it's a, it's a very iffy position. At the end of the day, the GMs hold the power, so he he can say all he wants. It doesn't really matter. No, I agree. It's gonna be interesting too to see how it plays out. I don't think the Jets are gonna move him. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Hey, it's like the Jags with Fournette and um and Gua- and, and Gua- 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 I can't even yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. They're still on the team. They haven't moved them yet, and that's been a nasty. And that's why I hate these articles. That's why we said this. This is clickbait because mm-hmm. it's you know what I mean. It, it, they don't get to dictate where they go. No, no, it's not, it's not like you're um, a free agent. Yeah. It's not like in high school where you get to pick your electives and just your it's not like in college where you get to pick where you're like, you're, you're committing to or right. transferring to that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like me saying, Hey, I want to leave company X, Y, Z to go the competitor, you know, ABC and I'm going to go now. Like, no, it's not how it works. <laughs> so. I don't get it. And I'll tell you, let me ask you this too, because the Cowboys just to kind of keep that, that, that chat going. Mm-hmm. I saw Randall Cobb said this which was a little bizarre he said amari cooper is like Kawhi leonard of the nfl when it comes to his game he's a quiet assassin all right so like i'm not i hate these because i feel like there's almost like a get up question like oh so what do you think about that zach like you yeah. know like but i'm more just like no right, what what like I, let's actually use more dive in because i i've seen amari towards some teams i mean honestly i was actually hoping chad would be on here because he would attest that the mm-hmm. eagles fans can relate He's burned them pretty good the way Stephon Diggs used to burn the Packers. Uh, you yeah. know, like, like, right. He, he, but at the same point, kind of the same thing, Zach. Can you tell me about any uh, notable playoff games he's played in? Right. Exactly. Nope. I can't. <laughs> so, like, where does that leave us? Yeah. So, so big deal. Like, yeah. You're, first off, Kawhi Leonard is probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, what he's probably like a top, one of the top three best players in the NBA. Yeah, he's won multiple rings with multiple teams. That too, and he's carried them. So I, 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 I just Amari like, Cooper is not in the same arena with a, an athlete like Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion. Like Kawhi's the guy I think that actually could overtake LeBron. Oh, totally, a hundred percent. Oh, I know, I know you want that. Should we dive into the Shiver Street? Let's do it. Let's I'm, do I'm it. Fired up. Now, yeah, let's yeah. do it. All right, let's do it. Yeah, we're getting closer to wrapping up the show anyway. Um, so it's Tuesday, obviously. So our <clears throat> normal segment on Tuesdays is Show versus Street. Uh, which, Zach, I love that you came up with this. This is great. So, obviously, we'll give our opinion on what we think on the show, and then we'll compare it to our street opinion, which is, you know, as fans, emotional, uh, et cetera. So, we'll kind of give you both, both you know, the heads and the tails side of the coin. 
Um, yeah, and we try like to pick a, a bipolar look to certain topics. Yeah, it's fun too <laughs> trying to draw up like what we're going to ask each other because it's always something where you have to be a little sensitive to it. Yeah, somewhere always. or another, as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I hate myself. I just realized I didn't pull up the Lions graphic. That's okay. Yeah, it, it we'll look to find our day. I think I do. I have yours. Wow, I really forgot. Oh, you don't. It's all graphic right. stuff. Oh well, that's all right. You know. What? Well, how about hey. I ask yours first? Is that okay? All right, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah, exactly. We only got a couple minutes left in the show anyway. That's perfect. All right, Karen. So I know, obviously, you're a Packers fan and NFC sure, North. Sure, I'll even turn the hat around. And yeah, the, the NFC North. Hey, I got mine. Let's do it. So look at that. Perfect. So the NFC North is obviously where you live. It's where your it's where your life basically exists. Okay. So what are your thoughts on Martha Ford as an owner for the Lions? She recently, I I know, was a step down. What, were your, what are your thoughts of her as the owner of the Lions? Um, see, it's funny. I actually feel like for the street, you, you would want to ask me like what my my opinion would be as a Lions fan. Uh, not not that I am one, obviously, but more yeah. like what my interpretation would be. But it's tough to say because she did a lot for the league. First of all, you have to understand she. I mean, she was a pioneer, right? For for women as an owner, her mm-hmm. and um um Rooney, right or no? No, uh, for James Caskey, right? For oh, the yeah, Bears, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, right. Like they, they were trendsetters. So, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of respect. I mean, right. And, and, and they've done so much for that fan base in the city of Detroit. So obviously give Martha Ford a lot of, a lot of credit for all of that. Um, you know, and then I guess if you're saying, so what does that mean for the lines? I'd be like, I mean, I don't know how much changes, right. I'm not trying to be that like disrespectful to Martha Ford, but like how much was, was a 94 year old woman? Alexa, how old is Martha Ford? Martha Ford is 94 years old. Hey, out of the park. So, to that point, like, how it's kind of like Joe Paul a little bit, like when he was coaching at Penn State, as I guess last year or two, like, you, like the assistants were probably running the show at that point, right? Right. Like, right. To, to, like, so I don't think a whole lot changes from a, like a Lions fan perspective. And if you're asking me as a Packers fan, I guess, um, I guess that's kind of more it. So mm-hmm. I would almost answer it more as a Lions <laughs> fan. I would say that I guess you just kind of want to hope. You haven't won anything, so really, just any type of change in your ownership could probably be good, considering they haven't. I'm not going to try to be snarky or like make sarcastic comments, right? I mean, no. I think it's probably a good changing of the guard. And that's not a shot at Martha Ford because she tried to put so many teams out there, and they've been close. They just shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But it just can't help, right? If I said to you, "Hey, would you like someone different than what's gone on the last 25 years, where you haven't won a playoff game or been really to the playoffs, and except for a handful of times, and I think they've lost is it 13 straight playoff games or no, no, it was seven, seven straight and 13 to 14. So like, yeah. that's not good. No Super Bowls either. So it's I think I think the Lions fans would sign up for anything with that. Yeah, and I guess my thing is, and again, this is no offense to the, to the age by any means, but it's like how much as an owner you need to be. Well, as a good a good owner, you should be involved, right? You, not too involved, but enough to where you're aware of everything. You're, you're gonna in have tune with what's going on. You're in tune. Yeah, you know what's what's happening. You know your players. You know your staff. All that. Absolutely. How much stress could a 94 year old human being really endure? Because that's being an owner of any business, let alone an NFL franchise. That's a that's a it's a tough, stressful job. Yeah, I mean, physically, like, you know what I mean? There's a certain point in time where it's time to step down. and I think- Right, it's that point you're basically talking about. That You hit a certain point where it's about delegation, and it's like how much can you delegate and have a successful franchise still? Right, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. And not to bring age into play, like I said, but just – No, I know. mean, there's nothing wrong with saying that someone that's 94 maybe <laughs> it should ha- retire from their job. Yeah, yeah, I, you might right? I mean, I don't think yeah. that's out of bounds. But, hey, hey, good for her. 
Oh my God. Yeah. That's, you know, that's that yeah. point. you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's nothing. I'll tell you, I'll even add this as a Packers fan, like nothing but respect. Yeah. Really? I mean, even like, right. It's also easy for me to be like, nothing but respect for the team that never won a Super Bowl. I, I, I yeah. am so in, 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 you know, <laughs> is there, is there a part of you that as a Packers fan becomes a little nervous because they're like, Oh, new ownership. Could that mean new direction for the team? Someone's more involved. No, now. because like I said, like, yeah. do you think you think things are really going to change from last year? Probably not. They might. Here's the thing. They might be good. That's a whole separate discussion. Mm-hmm. But but from an actual ownership and the flow of the team, the tide of the team, I don't think like, anything really changes. And, and and as an NFC North foe, I don't I don't think too much of it either. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right, Absolutely. but I'll tell you. I love this. This is we're great friends, but I feel like our friendship even got tighter when when I realized just how much of a hatred you had for uh, LeBron James, which is great because you know I think he's the worst. But uh, it's that it's funny if he said like I want to come on your well if he said I want to come on your show I'd be like all right let's do it. But but, oh, you yeah. Know, but yeah but yeah <laughs> but if he didn't I would I wouldn't really lose sleep over it. So all right let, without further ado let's uh oh I, I was looking at it to see if I could pull it up but I don't have it. All right. Damn, I wish you have the quote pulled up. I have the quote, absolutely. Because right. actually this all ties together perfectly with Ken Griffey Jr., how we were talking about yeah. him earlier on the show anyway. Absolutely. So earlier, as you know, there's been a lot of talk with Ken Griffey Jr., um, the MLB Network documentary show coming out. So that being said, LeBron James, out of the blue, just decides to chime in. And the article – Per usual with him, right. but it just seems like with everything. Right. So – and he basically says that – LeBron says this, you know, I, I know how difficult it is to be a phenom and drafted number one and the franchise telling you, listen, you're our last hope. So that's LeBron chiming in. Okay. So I'll give, I'll give my show opinion first. I'll try Please to contain, my, I'll contain my blood pressure while I do so. I'm so, glad I don't have to answer this one. So abs- absolutely. Of course, LeBron um, knows how it feels <laughs> because LeBron like said himself, he was a phenom in high school and yes, drafted by his hometown team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the pressure that he had absolutely is through the roof and look what he did for that franchise, you know, not once, but twice, of course. He um, loves bringing up that because he knows he wanted a ring for his and the other guy didn't, you know, right. that by the way, you know, he, he always does that when he knows he wins in the end. Yeah, 100%. And you could say the same with, you know, with, with Ken Griffey, obviously. You know, again, Phenom drafted, was the face of the franchise. Everyone still associates him with Seattle Mariners. So, absolutely, you know, it totally makes sense. LeBron, they're actually – they can totally relate to that. So there's my there's my show segment, which I promise you is a lot shorter than – How quickly started. everyone forgot about, like, him in China, right? Yeah. Like, you know, he started chit-chatting and I was like – and they stopped with that. Oh, we can't talk about that type of stuff. It's just like – he's such a puppet i hate him i really do i hate him on the floor i hate him off the floor and i I, and i and everyone might be like all right you know come on karen seriously he does great no he doesn't anything he does is for him anyone that can't see that to this point after all these years of him being in league and you don't think that the things he picks and chooses to try to be a part of or it's always a popular take Mm -hmm. he always just tries to appease the play like the crowd and get everyone behind him to yep. market his brand, so then people think he's better than Jordan, which we'll never do. No, one hundred percent. And my my show take is that is a pretty much what you just said, which is LeBron. I think has some type of insecurity because he always chimes in and says, "Hey, remember that? Remember me too? I was also a phenom in high school, oh, and I, I was drafted number one overall, and I know what it's like." So it's like he shoots these jabs in, like he's trying to remind people, like you just said, 
of all his accolades. And it's like he's trying to – and you're right. And I've noticed it more now than ever, ever since the uh, the um, the Jordan yeah. and the Bulls show came out, The Last Dance. Ever since that came out, I've noticed he's doing it more now than ever. It would be like if I said – if someone said, yo, by the way, did you know Kieran is like someone who's like really good at noticing things with like doors and stuff? And I, and, and they're basing it off of the comment. I say, hey, Zach, guess what, man? Really love how uh, the, the color of your door is painted white. Kind of reminds me of my mansion. I won the lottery and I bought a house and a pool and everything else, by the way. But uh, but I love that wall. And everyone's like, see, he loves the wall. And I'm like, he just wanted to talk about his mansion that, for that whole spiel. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, basically, to me, that him saying that is to me is extremely rude because they're trying to highlight Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. his what he did, you know, 20, 15, 20 years ago. And LeBron's like, oh, yeah, I know what about it's himself. like. Right. It's, to me, that's just very rude and it's, it's very, uh, it's insecure. Like we, like we said, it's just enough, man. Like just stop. Just I stop. hate him. No, if I do. You, and if you have to constantly real- remind people of the, the things that you've done, then you, you clearly aren't good enough. Did Kobe well, have to do that? No. Did Shaq no, have to do that? No. Did no, do that? No. No, he, he is the most insecure guy. And, and the funny thing is, you know, it's funny. I'll, you'll, you'll love this story. So you want a little camp tale? Yeah. I'd love it. So, the year I'll never forget this actually. So this is the year before we met. I don't know how I actually all these details have like lined up straight in my head, but I actually can <laughs> knock it down. So I was in group five twice. And for anyone in our watching our show that the, so we went to summer camp together, right? So so it makes sense for us, but yeah, right. So I'll keep talking to camp lingo. So, but I was a little bit older or I was a little bit younger. So that's why I was in group five with you the next year too. Cause it was, it just made more sense to stay in group five again than just go to group six and just keep going up that like thing. So, right. Okay. So anyway, um, that year there was this kid named Jay that was in our, um, that was in our group. And I'm trying to think who he was friends with, but, uh, it, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the show, <laughs> but anyway, so this, I, he came for the second session and basically if he didn't like everyone in the group loved him, I don't know why they thought he was the coolest, nicest, sweetest. I forget. He had like a mushroom cut. I guess what kid didn't in the nineties, but still like, you know, but I didn't actually, but did you? No, I did not. Thank God. Yeah. Or her parents, yeah, their parents, they knew what was up, but they knew not to do that to us. But anyway, um, I just remember archery. I never was good at archery. Mm. And that was the one summer where I was just on a roll. I was just hitting everything on that target. And I remember that. Remember the golden era thing you got the last day of camp, like for the oh, best yeah. archer in each group. I'm all set. Everyone, my, everyone in the group's already like, Karen, like, good job, man. I'm just like, thanks, thanks. I know. Like, I'm, I'm so excited to get this because, like, I've never won like an award like that. Like, I'm just, you know, it looked cool too as a kid. Oh, it was cool. I remember they announced, so like, and the winner is like Jay, whatever. And I'm like, what? And I remember I was, dude, I was pissed. I, oh, I was yeah. probably like eight years old. I remember I was pissed off. And I remember the assembly ended. And whoever the hell the archery counselor was at the time, they pulled me aside and they're like, hey, by the way, I'm really sorry about like that, the, the award ceremony. We would have given it to you, but we just knew like Jay really, really wanted to win. So we gave it. Like basically this kid would cry if he didn't get his way for anything that entire session. Mm. I swear I hated it. So like I remember thinking like, God, this kid literally just whines and gets everything he wants. And yet somehow everyone in the group thinks he's the coolest kid, the funniest kid. The sweetest kid. Like, and he, he was an all right kid. I just thought he, honestly, I just thought he was a wuss. I just thought he kind of was a crybaby. Like, Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, that's LeBron, though. And to it's, me, like, it's LeBron. Damn yeah. it, LeBron, you're Jay. 
I know. <laughs> this is fun, though, dude. We, we, we kind of caught up on some Monday action here. We didn't yeah, – the viewership was a little low, but I'll tell you, there's a way to spike that up. We got an Amazon promo that's still going on for another six days, right? That's right. Yeah. Monday, uh, June 29th, we have the Amazon promotion where if you're on Facebook, if you share the post that came out on June 15th, um, you can see it on our Facebook page. If you, if you share it, you get an entry to win a $100 Amazon gift card on Instagram. If you follow us, if you like the post and comment two of your friends in the chat or in the comment section, that's another entry. And on Twitter, if you just retweet the post that we have on our Twitter, you're entered as well. So again, totally free to enter. Um, we want to get back to our, our great, our friends who follow friends of the show, um, who follow us, give us a listen, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on Twitch. We appreciate the support. So I just want to build some engagement with everyone. Hell yeah. And, and I'll say it to that point, I'll even help them out. So if you want to follow us on social media, by the way, you can check us out on Spotify uh, and iTunes. But social media, if you want to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, our Twitch channel, if you're checking us out on our website, you can check us out on twitch.tv slash get underscore sidetracked. Uh, or visit the website at www.get-sidetracked.com if you're watching us on Twitch, like I said, Spotify uh, and iTunes. Those are the ways you can kind of get involved. Uh, and if you also want to check us out on Twitch, uh, follow and subscribe to us. We love it. Uh, follow with the purple heart to the left. Subscribe to the right. Uh, with a look at that little demo here. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's nice. funny. Is it trippy you see the video of us talking in the background? But anyway, all right. No, no it's not. Like $4.99 if you don't have Amazon subscription. But if you do, it's free for you, which is great. So everyone loves something that's free. So that's how you want to get involved uh, with the rest of our show. So we'll be back on the air on Thursday at seven o'clock. I actually didn't mention this. Bryson Scott's going to join us again, back from Kansas City. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so we'll get some poor football chatter. They're going to give us a cheese perspective. Yeah, oh, so I was talking baby. to him today. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. Love that. And I'll be actually out there for a wedding this weekend. So yeah, oh, perfect. We get the Kansas City vibes going. Yeah, so they're going. to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of KC flow going. So it'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. We love that. Absolutely. We want to thank everyone for listening tonight. It's been a great show, especially with the Wi-Fi. And we appreciate everyone hanging with us after yesterday's, uh, you know, little little air. Um, yeah. We're going to be back on the air, like I said, on Thursday at 7 o'clock. So we'll uh, see everyone right back here at Thursday. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.